Welcome to episode 107 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dodd. And how you doing, buddy? Doing well on this fine, rainy day. It's very after, rainy day. After an 85 degree, bright and sunny day yesterday, which actually kicked my butt and I am sunburned. So, <laughs> you know, I got my first sunburn of the year off my chest. So nice. Plenty more to come, I'm sure. Yeah, yesterday, uh, so our bright and sunny hot day was uh, Monday, or no, Tuesday, something like that. Um, yesterday, we went to the range, and it was supposed to be, it was supposed to rain at 11, 11 to 12 o'clock. So we got there, I don't know, 8.30 or so, and I'm glad I put sunscreen on, because then the skies cleared up, and ended up being, ended up being nice and uh it never did, really did rain yesterday, but yeah, it, the rain is here today. It is. It's still warm though. I got my window open and my little fan in front of it, but it's it's a nice, nice spring rain outside today. Yeah, well, we have pollen, so I oh, have dude, been plugged it, up. It's pollen bad. is insane. My driveway, um, like when I when I was leaving today, the you left tire marks, right? Yeah, there's like yellow. <laughs> the, everything everything is covered in yellow dust, and. There's like yellow waves, like the the puddles are yellow. Everything's covered. Well, then my son yesterday, uh, I kind of made the mistake maybe of showing them that if you know the, we have some pine trees in our backyard, that if you whack a branch with with a stick, that a big yellow plume or cloud rains down, <laughs> <laughs> which he thought was hilarious and was great. So he went around hitting every pine tree that he could, that he and every branch that he could reach. He's doing the bees work. That's what he's doing. He's, he, is. See, he knows that honeybees have, they're not quite endangered, but their populations have decreased. They're not doing the job they should be doing. He's just helping the bees. Yes. So. And then he woke up this morning talking about how, uh, about how it feels like there's something in his eye all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. It's pollen. It's pollen. Your body hates it. <laughs> Dude, I, We've been shooting, you know, two days a week on the range to get content. We have just been building up content, getting some of these initiatives done. Every morning I walk out to my Jeep to drive to work and I just feel like someone punches me in the face and I didn't ever have issues with allergies or anything like that, but you only really realize how big of a deal it is when you're talking on camera or trying to record or do something and you're just stuffed up and ah, it's so gross and nasty. But I don't know. I guess it's just a sign that I'm getting old, and now I have allergies. Apparently, yeah, you gotta you gotta take your allergy meds before you, you know, before you go to the range. That th- thankfully it doesn't it doesn't really bother me bother me too much, uh, because I I mean I was out mowing mowing the grass. My son's <laughs> whacking pine tree branches. I refuse. And, I refuse to mow for a little while. Yeah, it's, it, it's so bad. It doesn't really doesn't really affect me too much thankfully i feel like fall allergies tend to get to me a little more i think but but anyway so uh how did your product launch go last week good i mean last minute there's always some issue and i feel like i was scrambling 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 and running like crazy all the way up through friday and just trying to get it done friday is kind of a blur um you know even what i don't know what went down i would say the whole launch week was pretty rad. I was really happy with it because I don't know if people listening saw it or not, but we did this whole thing on our origins. And when I'm talking about origins, 
we specifically focused on the ADAP target system. So we had lots of videos coming out, essentially a post a day and a video a day, highlighting the background of the ADAP system. And that was just kind of us priming people for something coming and it definitely worked. Um, there are a lot of people that knew something was dropping. I've been teasing it over at on my personal page a lot. But this was kind of a refreshing thing that we did with doing this whole, you know, taking a step back before we step forward. Because as we're talking as a team in our marketing department, one of the things that I'm recognizing is I tend to take for granted the fact that I assume that because we have all these followers and people are paying attention to our company, that they automatically automatically know the story and the why behind what we're doing. And back in 2016, 17, and 18, although our content wasn't up to the level that it is now, it was very much focused on what is making these products different. For the last two to three years, I haven't been spending as much time doing that. It's been more get out and train, get focused, be a better defender, all good things, but not necessarily focused on the foundation. So taking a step back, I think was refreshing. And it also gave me a lot of ideas going forward. So that kind of led up to the drop on Friday, um, which was more or less a soft drop. It was a, a newsletter drop on Friday morning. And then we had some content trickling out and then posts on Saturday and also some posts on Sunday. And then this week, we've just had different friends and influencers and stuff in the industry showcasing how these products are used. And we've also been putting out content like that. Uh, dropped the YouTube video. And behind the scenes in our newsletter, we have some other stuff coming out as well. So overall, I think it went pretty smooth. We definitely had some hiccups on the website end, but we can, we can dive into that then. That's good. How about you? What would... What, uh, what did your week leading up to the launch and the actual launch look like? Um, it's pretty hectic coming up to it. I mean, just because we're, I, I, I felt like it was every day for a month. There was something that, that we had to do. Um, and, you know, thankfully we, we have foresight. So we were able to, to, to spread that work out and not, not scramble and do it all, all at the last second. Cause you know, yeah, because like you said, there's all there's uh, there's always something that goes wrong, no matter what you do and how much and how how hard you've worked to 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 try to keep keep it from happening. So, um, we uh, we, we we had a back end issue with uh, uh with our inventory system. Without getting you know too in the weeds on this, it was basically our website was taking orders for bundles. So there's, there's two components to the sling. There's a, there's a shoulder, there's a pad, and then there's the actual sling. And then we also have the sentry strap. So there's, there's three possible products and we put those all on the same page on the website. So you can, you can basically build your sling sling system. If you need one part, you can order one, you need two, you can order two, all three, you can order all three. So somebody buys two or more items, it creates a bundle and we have some bundle pricing on there. You save a little bit of money if you bundle. Problem is our website was sending bundles into our inventory program and our inventory program doesn't know what a bundle is. They know what parts are. So um, thankfully we figured out 
the issue on Friday before we left for the weekend. Cause if we, we would have come back in Monday, you know, to, to basically three days of, of sales of, of this, it would have been, would have been a mess. I, I think we would have been fine. Um, you know, my, my biggest concern was that we would have oversold something. Uh, thankfully, you know, we ordered enough product that we did not sell out. Uh, yeah. So thankfully we, Caught the issue early, so we didn't come in because yeah, we had to manually go into each order, find the SKUs that sold, manually go into our inventory system and, and take them out of out of stock. So, um, but other than that, I mean, went really well. It's been, it's, it's also sort of con- confirm my expectation of what the product was going to do because, like I said, it is it, it's a it's an it's an iteration of of uh of a of a product that a lot of other companies make so you know we 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 put our own spin on it and 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 most people were excited about the keeper the strapper keeper uh that i call it um you know th- th- that was the biggest thing that i think people were excited about so um yeah so there were some aspects of it that that people thought was great and so now just now's the hard work and now is when when we have a, a new product, a new product line to continue to push both on, on social media and and email blasts and educating people on on what the system is and how it works and then and uh reaching out to dealers and 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 reviewers and stuff like that, you know. There's it, it it's a lot of work to get a product created and manufactured and launched, but it does not get any easier. It, you know, just have to you have to continue pushing the product now. Yeah, if anything, the launch sometimes gives you a pause where you can just kind of take a breathe, uh, you know, a breath of air, and be like, okay, now I'm just gonna let this thing do its thing for a couple of days. But then, yeah, you come back and you're like, oh, okay, so now I got to push this thing forever. <laughs> you know, yeah. talk about this thing, showcase this thing, mix it in with all the other products. And it's super easy to build a new product and then kind of get bored of it at some point and just you know, I'm guilty of that where maybe not even get bored, but just there's a new shiny thing or whatever. And you kind of run that way or something easier to market and you kind of run that way. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely a lot of work that uh, has to be. And well, on top of that, oh, go ahead. No, I was, no, gonna, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to dive in real quick because mm-hmm. you, you talked about having a couple uh, web issues with your website and, we also did too. Now, thankfully, all of our SKUs and everything were correct. So the sales and everything went through. The issue we had is I had one setting off on the shipping. And so if somebody added spare hardware to their order, it charged like an extra $20 for shipping, which is just a little packet of bolts and nuts and stuff. So we're going through and refunding a ton of customers shipping because it was way high, way too high. Um, so we're correcting that issue and reaching out to these customers one-on-one. So it's kind of a time suck, but it just feels like the right move to do. Yeah. But nothing that held the drop back. But one thing that I will say is for some people, they may have caught on that the shipping was high. So you just will never know if during that launch, that website issue held people back from ordering the product because you could have put a mini ADAP in the cart and the same setup and you would have had cheaper shipping. So 
I'm sure that there's people that kind of figured that out and went with a mini eight app or something simply because of shipping, but it's corrected now. Unfortunately, we didn't see that until it was Monday or Tuesday of this week. So, you know, hindsight's 2020, but at the same time, I, I don't feel too bad about it because obviously as a company, we're fixing the issue. Um, you know, we're going to take care of the customers that overpaid for the shipping. Um, but it is a bummer. And it, I mean, it's going to happen no matter what drop we've done. There's always been some sort of a hiccup. Um, sometimes that's, I forgot to post what I wanted to post or a newsletter that was scheduled to go out. I picked a date that was a week later or something dumb. You know, there's, there's usually a human aspect to a product launch. Um, so it is stressful. It is a lot of work. Um, I'm glad it's done for now, but we, you know, we have other products coming, so yeah. we'll be going right through this roller coaster again soon. Yeah, it's there's there's always something, and you're going to learn something every time, and it's just going to make the next time better because whatever you learn from the last time, you won't let happen the next time. But then the next time, you're going to find out something new that happens then as well. So it's just it's just part of it, and you know, thankfully on our end, it wasn't anything that uh, that affected our customers or anything. They they had no idea that anything was wrong, so it was just a it was just a internal hiccup. So. Yeah, I got a, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I got a really good one. I was just thinking about it. I was taking notes what you're saying. And this this really makes me laugh because we have both been going back and forth with the TikTok thing. Mm. This is gold. This is sit down. <laughs> so we we started posting the mini vital content. I don't know what aspect of the algorithm decided TA is gonna be the winner today. Because the last couple of videos that we did with me just talking about the Vital Zone got almost 400,000 views. The one has like 20,000 likes and like 400 comments. And it's consistently done that. And our account is now like 16,000 followers on TikTok. <laughs> so this all happened in the middle of this drop. That's the best part. That's funny. So I was like, this is great. And lots of good conversations. But the reason I was sitting over here laughing is we got a lot of trolls and the the dad jokes were like coming out like automatic fire because of the price of lumber. So like everybody thought the funniest joke you could ever say is oh, I can afford to steal target, but I can't afford the two by four. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I laughed the first time I was like, Hey, that's kind of original. Yeah. 200 comments later on TikTok of the person saying the same thing. I was like, okay, this is getting old. Yeah. Um, that's funny. But yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's just a funny example of like reaching out, into a different something I haven't really been taking seriously. And then all of a sudden it decides it's going to let loose and yeah, reach a ton of anti-gun people too. There were a lot of people that are like, why would you need that thing? Because of guns and bad guns and shootings. And yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if you like trolls, it's a great place to post. Well, if they're going to be trolls, at least be funny trolls. Like the wood comments would have been welcome. It, it was all right. I, I don't know, but there's so many, there's yeah. so many. It's like it takes one or right. two. And then you're like, okay, some they, okay. The last guy told the joke. We're, we're, we're good. Dude, and TikTok people expect you to respond to every comment. Really? They, they truly do. Like if you don't, you'll have five people that are like, Oh, so how do you expect us to want to follow you if you don't engage with our content? It's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we try, but when there's 400 comments, how are you going to, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so it's a, a different world. Um, yeah, it was just interesting. It was, it was very interesting for me. And that's one of the things we're trying to do is obviously branch out. And the one good thing about that that I will say 
is Instagram is largely kind of like this echo chamber. We've said this before, where if you like guns, you're probably following the gun pages and you're seeing the content, but if you don't, you're not going to ever see them. Mm-hmm. So there are other outlets that it's pretty cool that, you know, we could drop the mini vital zone and tons of people that are technically anti-gun or whatever saw the product. Like, I don't know where else you can do that. Maybe YouTube, but even YouTube yeah. is very largely based on what you look and search for and what your past watches are and all that other stuff. Anyway, no, I was just sitting yeah. there taking notes and made me laugh. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And, 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 you know, I, I was thinking the other day because I really do enjoy being open about, like, eh, I like being a person on so, uh, I'm, I'm a social media. I've, I've always used the Neomag account as basically my personal account. Like it's, it's largely product related stuff, but I also really enjoy posting on, you know, posts that are just shop posts around here of us that aren't necessarily product related and stuff. And, um, and other funny stuff. And actually I started, a another, a, 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 I started another Instagram account. I made it private just to see what would happen, see if it was any different. Um, uh, on Neomag, I think it's Neomag underscore insiders. And that's where I post a lot of the just behind the scenes stuff. And um, I like to show them products before I post them on the main account. And uh, I post some pretty stupid stuff on there. I just us screwing around on there. And, and, and the, and same thing with Facebook. So I have a Facebook group called called Neomag Society. And one of the main reasons I wanted to have that is just I wanted to have like a group of people that we all had something in common and um and to be able to talk Neomag stuff, but also talk other gun related stuff or just general things. And the problem is, man, just like the algorithms are just are just it's crushing and it's and it's so depressing because like you go through so much work to make high quality content and to try to be open with people and, and, and try to create conversation and stuff. And, and the social media, uh, the social media, let's just, just squash it so fast. I mean, I was, I, I was kind of realizing the other day, um, I noticed it more on, on my personal Instagram account, I get, I get things on the daily saying, Hey, you follow X account. You should, you know, you, you, you might like this account. And I don't know, but I'm going to, I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that Instagram is not suggesting Neomag account to anybody. Um, just cause we're a gun related account. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, it, it, I'm like I, I would I would love to have a, a, a social media outlet where algorithms didn't run the show so you know so hard. I mean, parlors back up, so you could always jump back there. It won't for me. I've tried I've tried logging back in back in a parlor and just there's nothing. It's really it's really funny because like we can log in, and I see people posting on parlor, but it's largely dead. That's the crazy part is like that whole fiasco literally killed it. I killed it. Yeah. It completely killed it, which is insane. You know, it's just yeah, it crazy. Was, it was really starting to pick up 
pick up steam even before all the the drama happened with parlor it was it was already it was picking up yeah if i go to my feed there's nothing i think i think everything that i ever everything i ever posted is gone yeah well, even gone. even like you look at i don't know you look at the big people in parlor that are posting and their engagement is just not just not good so yeah there's there's definitely something to be said about being diverse and trying different stuff and you know that's what we're always trying to do over here you know i I would say our stuff picked up but the the volume that we've been cranking out is also going to help a lot with that i think um but because we have so many people on our team now doing the content it's a lot easier it wasn't sustainable for me to or not even sustainable it wasn't even possible for me to touch the amount that we're creating right now just on my own um so that's a a huge 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 thing over here but so one of the things that's one of the next things is kind of where i was going before was it's i feel like it's got to be maybe i'm gonna make an assumption here on your behalf i'm gonna assume that it's it's probably a little bit easier for you it's less of a of an issue for you um to market multiple products so um just because your products are are all targets so you can set up all your targets on a range and use them all and, and everything and you're gonna see them and stuff um the hard part that uh and it's it's not necessarily hard. It's just it's going to take more planning. But now that I have more products, I got to plan out when I'm going. You know what content to make for each product, and uh, some you know, some of the products you can use at the same time. But um, I, I really, for the most part, try to focus on a product in a video or a picture. Uh, you know, so now you know it's it's exciting that we have the sling out now because we feel freedom to do a lot more rifle only content and even um like i I put my my quote quote battle belt on uh you know for one of the videos yesterday which is which we rarely ever do um but you know we we just feel like now with the sling and the sentry strap it kind of lends itself more to tactical looking content uh, which is which is fun exciting it's 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 a new area to be able to start making content and, and kind of freshen up what we do. But, uh, but then we also got to change, change pace a little bit for Neomag content and stuff like that. So um, that's, that's kind of my next thing is I need to, as, as far as content goes, I need to, I need to sit down and really plan out each of the products and, and, and the content uh, that I need for them. I'm hoping it like, I'm, I'm almost to the point now where I can, where I, I could focus on a different product each day and just kind of rotate through, you know, Monday's Neomag day and Tuesday's Century Strap day. And, you know, and it's kind of rotate around that way. Yeah, it definitely gets complex. I know that when we're doing stuff, like largely for us, we're kind of shifting pace and there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that most people don't know about at all that, It'll be coming out over the coming months. Some of it's gonna be a year more. But yeah, it it is a lot. It, it's so much to try to get good quality content, get it out to the right places at the right time, 
we're kind of shifting paces in some aspects where, yeah, we did like the origin stuff where we talked about products, but kind of moving away from even product specific content. There's a very viable aspect where getting into other topics that people are asking us about all the time, just starting to, as a team, pay more attention to the questions that we're getting and there's definitely an aspect where I feel like what I've done over the years is just kind of on the feed, like show good quality stuff, but sometimes talk too much about products and not enough about other stuff. Yeah. And there's definitely a balance there. Um, you know, I find myself getting into grooves where I'm talking so much about this product and what it does that I just, I need to get the machine guns out and let them rip every once in a while. That's all I got to say. <laughs> just got to, we're like, you know, we had probably 15 questions on our YouTube that asked, what do you bring to the range? And it's like, I just kind of brush it off. I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, they want to know what I bring to a range, a gun in a bag and some ammo. But then I started thinking about it. It's like, there's a lot of people that are probably wondering, what does somebody like that bring to a range and how do they think through the process? So like yesterday we shot this whole video, what I bring to the range. Super simple but did a whole cool cinematic intro in the office here um, leading up to the range. And it'll be a really awesome video. And it's going to help a lot of people out. Yeah. And that's not target related. You know, that doesn't specifically talk about steel targets, but I also want to position us in a way that we're helping people. So, you know, obviously I want people to remember who we are and pay attention and learn about the products and all this other stuff. But I feel like all of our companies are also called to educate and inspire people to become protectors. And so, yeah, I'm still formulating. There's a lot of ideas and things in my head that we've been discussing as a team, you know, with dropping the mini vital. That's one of these topics is how do you continue speaking about this product and you know, the hardest, I would say the hardest part of our products is, yeah, you can have tons of targets on the range, but unless you literally show what you're shooting, it's very hard to tell what you're shooting. And so we've got all of these targets that have similar traits and overlaps. So we need to be telling the story of what makes this one different. When would you use this target? And when would you use this one? How can you use these two targets together? Even talking about cardboard, man, we, we sell cardboard targets like crazy. And I find myself forgetting to talk about that, that people see our company and they're like, oh, I've got to invest hundreds of dollars into a system. That's not always the case. You can buy a round base and a pack of 50 cardboard targets, download some of our free pistol targets on our website or rifle targets on the website. And you could do a lot with very little. And it's like a constant, constant evolution. Um, but I largely, I'm excited to talk about new products and all that other stuff. And it is it kind of gives you a second wind a little bit, you know, I think to get out and do stuff, but then at some point it kind of catches up to you where you're like, Holy cow, I have so many products. How do you effectively speak about all of them? You know, it's, right. it is a challenge I could imagine, especially, you know, I'm sure you guys are experiencing, like you said, with all of the other products you're adding to the lineup. Yeah, and we're, I mean, we're still, we're all cylinders here on on some other products too. Um, and I mean, even just the last few weeks, I've been hitting, hitting people hard. I mean, we came out with, a, with our last custom shop, the wood, 
wood tray and, and, and copper stuff. And then like a week or two later, we hit them with a sling. And now this Friday, we're hitting them with our, our Star Wars themed uh, custom shop stuff, which, which normally goes over huge. And I, I still, I still, still think it'll be really good, but I'm also, I'm also a little cautious because I'm like, I'm like, we've been hitting, hitting our customers hard with, with new stuff. And, and social media only lets us reach out to so many and so many actually open up our email emails. I, I just feel like we're, we're, uh, yeah, I, I feel like we're hitting, hitting a little too close together here with, with some of the stuff. So I think we're going to, um, like besides our custom shops, I think it's going to be a little while now before we have a, a, another, another product out. I think it's actually going to be kind of a good thing. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure we can keep hitting our, our, our customers with the same, you know, you know, with the same pro with not, not the same products with new products as, you know, is as frequent as, as what we have been here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, there's a lot of really exciting things going on this year and I, I can't believe it's already going to be May um, this yeah. weekend. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Dude, it's crazy. I, every year when you first get into the beginning of the year and you know, it's very applicable to all of our product drops and stuff. You're trying to do stuff to increase sales and get that first quarter, you know, a good amount of progress under your belt. Then you blink, man, and you're in the middle of the year. And it just always blows me away how fast time goes. Like you start, if you're a business owner, you're like looking at that profit and loss statement the first month. And it starts on January one with a zero yeah. and you're like, Holy cow, I got to do stuff. <laughs> got to make stuff happen. And then you blink and snap your fingers. And it's like, wow, we're in September, you know, we're in yeah. December. We're trying to close a year out. And I just feel like at times it's like you jumped on the back of an airplane and you're just trying to hold on, you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. Uh, it's a constant roller coaster, but yeah, man, time flies. There's times I feel like, like building up to the drops, the product drops. I felt like it took forever. I felt like I was gathering all this content and you know, now I realize I barely posted any of it. And I've, still got, I've got all these pictures and things I took and it's like, it, but it felt like it took six months to get this product to this point. And it's because it did, but that six months felt like a year and now it's dropped and, now it's part of our lineup, and when they just like, like I'm just excited. I, I just want to keep posting stuff about the sling, but the, but then, but like like I was saying, I, I have other, I have these other products that that I should be posting about, and still continuing to educate people about. Um, you know, so as much as I just want to keep going, you know, hard on posting sling stuff, I need to make sure that I'm that I'm still talking about my other products and. Um, and just you know custom shop stuff that's coming up and and that, that sort of thing so which which reminds me let's let's talk after about the fourth of July custom for this year ooh if you guys are if you, if uh if you guys don't want to do that, we'll definitely talk about it faux show faux show yo don't turn that into some audio like you did with <laughs> the ice break <laughs> We'll have some like rap version of me singing some jingle. Or whatever, but if I had the time, I would do it. But you're you're in <laughs> luck. I don't have the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, 
a very busy time of year and you know there's a lot of apprehension still i'm i'm looking forward into the future with a lot of uncertainty and you know the, for the life of me i'm trying to figure out what are projections what can we expect what can we do as a company to continue to grow um, through all of this craziness and i don't have an answer for all of it man i i sit here some days terrified like you know you can't control all this stuff and i feel like we're in the perfect storm for black swan events i mean covid was enough of a black swan event and we were all saying oh every business has to have at least one of those events well i feel like we're going to have five of those events in a row and who knows man but you know i i think that there's an aspect i know we've talked about it on the podcast before just not letting fear and uncertainty cripple you ultimately that's the stuff that makes you not even want to start a business or jump into the ring to begin with so you know they definitely got to pay attention to stuff I'm, I'm trying to pay attention, you know, steel prices for us is, is a big topic of conversation that we've been having, you know, things that affect the bottom line and, and customer trends. You know, the one thing that's, I would say kind of a little bit of a relief we talked about a little bit before on the podcast is ammunition is becoming more readily available and we've been restocking and selling tons of it on our website. And that's been awesome and cool to be able to connect people with ammunition which is obviously what you need to shoot our product. Kind of important. If you don't have ammo, probably not buying steel targets. But I think we caught a little bit of a break where there's more supply on the market. It's still extremely expensive. So, you know, people that have the expendable income are the only ones that are going to be buying it at 59 to 65 cents around or 69 cents around or whatever it's going for. But Which I hate to break it to people. It's not going to go down. It might go down a dime, maybe, and you know, like in, in, in the future. But, um, like all these companies found out, hey, people are willing to spend this. We're not going to lower our prices, and that comes, and that's all the way from, that's all the way from the bottom, from, you know, from components, you know, because I know, just if we're talking about ammo, like ammo companies are charging higher prices because because their components are are higher prices and there and there's and there's and there's supply and demand but um i mean this because this happened before it's happened back when obama was elected anyone prices went nuts um it used to be five bucks a box for nine millimeter went to went to 15 and and uh and, and i remember that was insane everybody's like Oh man, this this really stinks. There's no way I'm paying that. And all right, I think it maybe went to like twenty dollars a box, and then it kind of settled at fifteen. And now we're looking at, you know, it, it's just insane. It, it's so it's it's going to go down a tad, but um, the the days of you know fifteen cents around nine millimeter, long gone. Well, and that's important from a planning perspective. And one of the video series, I know I've talked about a little bit on the podcast where we're talking about budgeting ammo and all that stuff. We're cranking through that series and getting those episodes ready because that's just the reality of some of this. If you're in this shooting industry and you're somebody who trains or whatever, yeah, it's only going to level so much. I don't, I truly don't believe it's going to go back down to 15 to 18 cents around for nine millimeter. I just, nope. I, I can't see that. 
Um, so all the people that were 300 blackout fanboys who were paying 60 cents around during regular times, I mean, you could buy five, five, six and feel pretty comfy at this point. Yeah. You know, cause that's where you're at. That's, that's the, if you can get it below 60 cents, man, that is, that's hard. It's very hard to, I mean, it is coming back, but yeah, I mean, it's very normal to see 70 cents plus for five, five, six. And naturally, obviously from our position here, that's immediately as the year started, something that we're concerned about is what, how is that going to affect how people are purchasing ammunition? Um, like I said, I think we've done business really well. I think we've told the story of the company. We offer enough value to people. So we're still seeing a lot of growth. Um, and I think there's a lot of factors that go into that, but you know, I see a ton of our competitors that are doing 50 to 60% off sales right now. And I can tell you, you know, obviously I don't talk numbers and stuff on the podcast and I don't share that information with people, but that's not sustainable to do that. And they're not doing that out of the kindness of their hearts. Um, you know, there's so much to be said about when you're creating products, targeting the right people and the right customer segment. Um, some of that we got lucky with, we didn't know what we were doing. When we started out, went down a path refined as we went, but definitely thankful. We took the hard road in a lot of ways and uh, thankful to everybody else who's supporting us because obviously it'd be cool to make targets. It's even cooler to be able to sell them to people and get people into good systems. It's kind of a moot point when you have no customers, you know? Right. <laughs> yep. uh, so what do you think the biggest challenge right now is going to be? I don't know. Let's say for the next six weeks to eight weeks, what do you think when you're looking at this, it could be a new, new product related. It could be, um, whatever, anything business related at the Neomag. What do you think your biggest hurdle is going to be? Um, that's a good question. I know I totally threw you a curveball there. You did. So, yeah, you know, some of it already said, I think, um, getting on the ball with making content, um, and educating our customers on these products. Um, you know, especially now there's, there's more products and stuff. You know, we've got, I think in the next six weeks, specifically, some of the hard stuff is going to be, um, uh, we've got vacations, we've got, um, couple of training events we've got um we've got more stuff for our collab with triple out design or in uh you know we're we we just just shipped the first wave of three waves of stuff um yesterday so we've got i, I think just uh just making sure that we're staying on top of of what we need to do uh, for our for our current stuff and them i said um we are um i kind of need i needed to get through the sling in order to be able to have the the brain bandwidth to keep working on the alias project so um alias is a huge huge focus getting uh, 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 keeping that product going i i i cut a po for the most expensive and the longest lead time item of the of the project uh like a week or two ago so 
the clock is officially ticking because, um, and I think we're looking at like an August date to get those parts in. So, um, so we're just we're just continue to keep keep going forward until and, and and hopefully once we get those get those pieces from the manufacturer and everything's good to go, we can we can kind of hit the ground running with, with starting to get content together and um get the website together and i would love to see an end of august release on on that but in order for that to happen everything leading up to it has to go perfectly and i think we've kind of established that that never really things never really go that way yep so, i think it, you know one of the things i've i've realized more about my job is is um and I think the Sling project is is really kind of what made me think about this. But you know, my job is to be is kind of be the ringleader and the the conductor. Just I feel like my brain is in so many different aspects of this company. Um, you know, I you know when I meet with with Nate, my brain needs to be in in um uh, in the realm of where are are these jobs in, in in process how are we doing on stock on things are we are we looking good to hit this date to ship ship this this launch and um and, and those things and then when i meet with dusty i got to shift my brain over to uh sales and promotional stuff and and website and um and that and then when I meet with Libby, we are looking at financial stuff. So, you know, budgeting things. And then um I meet with Corey. It's um I'm going more on engineering things, how and, and machining. How's how's machining going? Can we do this on this part? Can we do that? Can and we're both kind of splitting up our duties on on, on some of the engineering stuff. And so, you know, it's just um I've got the things that I that I that I do, which is engineering and content creation, is kind of what I spend most of my time doing. But then outside of that, um, my brain's just in so many other areas of of just kind of management and 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 leading and uh, and so, which I love. And, and, and honestly, I, I think I'm I think it's one of my strengths. I think I'm good at I'm, I'm good at all that. Um, I'm good at the, you know, big picture stuff like that of just meeting with them and talking big picture things and, and kind of checking in on some of the, the smaller things. But for the most part, I check in on big picture things with those, with those people. And then I let, I let them do, do what they need to do there. So I think over, just kind of circle back to your question. I think, I think the biggest thing over the next six weeks is just going to be me keeping my head on straight with, with all these things that are going on. And uh, and continually trying to push forward and keep going with with new things and, and and that sort of thing. So yeah, I think that pretty much sums up my answer. To yeah, your question. for sure. How about you? Well, I think the biggest thing that's been on my shoulders lately has been that I think up to this point I've really been viewing us as a small company. And I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast or not, but 
I'll lay out a scenario. If you're if you're a guy who just started a company and in your first year you did a hundred thousand in sales, awesome. Now think of yourself like a million dollar company. If you're doing a million dollars in sales plus, think of yourself as a five million dollar company. What are you going to do as a five million dollar company while you're a one million dollar company to be able to scale up and put processes in place? And if you're a five million, what are you going to do at fifty million? And so it it's me sitting here saying. I think it's time in our team that we give TA the credit that it deserves and start treating it like it's not a baby anymore. Put in place the systems and the processes and further refine our job descriptions. Look forward and roadmap out some more of this stuff. And I feel like we've already done a really good job of that here, but you know, on, on my shoulders lately, as I've backed out of actually creating content and I have no more time in the day, honestly, because we also have one of our team members who's now directing all of our business development is bringing in leads and partnerships and collabs and just crazy stuff that I would have never expected. Um, so my day is now my phone's blowing up all the time and it's just getting hectic, but my I guess the hardest thing I'm doing over the next six to eight months is really, or six to eight weeks is really fine tuning some of these things. Then we're going to have regular meetings with ownership first and then trickle down to all of the other team members there um, as we further refine the business and just pouring into our entire team the vision of what TA Targets is that it's not just a steel target company. We're a media company. We are a manufacturer. We are capable of doing so much more. And what does that look like? What are the processes? Let's stop looking at TA as a, a small baby company. Let's start treating it like what it will become so that we can, you know, I, I don't like the word manifest. That's super weird for me and super strange. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like people mm -hmm. use that word. And I, I always feel like it's like the overdramatic dude. That's just like, we manifest things. Like, no, that's just ah, it's so cringe, but I said it. And what I mean is putting a plan in place, or at least saying, what is this going to look like ideally? Cool. I want to be a $500 million company if that's what you want to be. Okay. Awesome. So start talking like you are. And what are the pieces that have to fall in place to get you there? You know, and I'm just throwing just absurd numbers and just doing whatever, you know, just to kind of give some reference. Um, because there is an aspect that if you start treating yourself like you're what you want to be more than likely you'll start putting pieces in place to get you there because you're consciously thinking about what it's going to take. And so that's something that's on my shoulders um, because largely my job description as we've refined it from other tasks is quickly becoming more of a CEO of the business and less of a marketer and content creator and all of this other stuff. Um, so really the job description thing is a big deal. I can't stress that enough. We've gone through our job descriptions. We've refined the job descriptions multiple times, and it's something that's constantly changing. Um, and that's something that, you know, it's near and dear to me because people, when they know what they're supposed to be doing and there's clarity in roles, it just makes everything function so much better. And then again, pouring into our team, that vision of TA targets, which Again, I feel like I did really well back at the beginning, just pouring the vision of TA targets. 
but as things got busier and, you know, I obviously what you said with all the hats you're wearing really resonates with me. And I know that story really well. It's been hard as I've worn those hats to also pour into the vision of the company, if that makes sense. So I don't know. It's, it's super scary stuff sometimes because there's a lot riding on it, but at the same time, it's also, you know, where are we going to take the business to the next level? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good thought of just, you guys start treating your, treating yourself and treating your company like, you, like the, like the company that you want it to be. So that's, I like and that. Maybe, you know, maybe for some people, they might have the business they want. And so treat it as such, you know, it's just for us, we know we still have a desire to scale much, much further. And so I, I feel like we've gotten into grooves where we just kind of think of processes and we just say, oh, that's how it is. And that's how we're doing things. I don't like to just change things just to change things either. So like, you got to be careful because you could come into it and be like, oh, just all new and just throw ideas up against the wall. Um, but it's just stuff that I'm thinking of and uh, discussing with the team as we've been going forward. Uh, and it's a crazy time, but looking at hiring some other people and, you know, it's very uncertain times. And so it's a really weird time for me to feel like we need to reinvest and refine and, you know, because there's a lot riding on everything, but we talked about that last year. I think it was with like equipment purchases and stuff and how with COVID and all the shutdowns and stuff, it was a scary time to do things. And I feel like it's never going to not be a scary time as you're building a business. It's just, sometimes it's scarier and sometimes it's less scary, but it's still scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the, 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 the stakes keep getting higher. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's, that's what changes. Oh man. I, I can't even describe it. And I know, you know, it, I just, to the listeners, it's hard for me to describe what that weight feels like. I I'm finally at a spot where we have enough people on the team where some evenings I'm laying in bed and I stress about it. And I'm like, uh, what if this month goes bad? What if next month goes bad? What if that black swan event happens? You know, like it, I didn't ever used to wrestle with that, but things are changing and it's just the reality of what we're doing. There's a lot at stake. So, um, and ultimately the buck stops with ownership and I'm one of those. So, well, and I think one of the things that I've tried to instill in my team is, is that we, we share that burden here. No, we are a team. If if you listen to our, I'm not sure if you ever if you ever had a chance to listen to the the first quarter meeting uh, audio that I posted, but that 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 was that was definitely an underlying theme. What we talked about is just I really tried to lay out how every the tasks that each of us do here are equally as important as the next person's, and if any one of us uh, goes or if anything goes or, or anything like that, then then we then we're all going to suffer and oh and but when we all do do what we do the best we can we're all going to reap the benefits so just trying to um you, you know trying to teach our team that that uh that that we all carry the weight of of what goes on that we should all we should all be excited when we have a good product launch and we should all and we should all be aware and disappointed when things don't go 
don't go right or sales are down or something like that. Um, yeah. And just continue to trust in each other that, that, that we're going to, that we're each going to do what's best for, uh, you know, for each other and for the team. Yeah, that's important. And that's, that kind of falls under my category of vision casting where starting next week, we're going to be having a lot of those conversations, especially in the marketing team. Um, we have some of our guys in the marketing team that are going to have, you know, picking up more hours and be working with us more and more after you know, school and college is ending for the year. And so that means more time together, more time to execute, but also making sure that everybody's understanding what each job title description position is doing for the company. Yep. I, I, so many jobs I worked at, I feel like none of them nailed that. None of them correctly said, you know, every single position is vital to the company. You know, I, we're not perfect, but we're definitely trying to build something different here. And I take a lot of pride in that. Not, not weird pride, not like arrogance or whatever, but I just, yeah, I, I don't know if you've ever had this, but you might've, cause you posted some hiring stuff when you were looking for some uh, team members and things like that. But we constantly get resumes from people clear across the country. They are willing to move across the country to come work for us, which is mind blowing. Now, again, Instagram only shows you what we choose to show, obviously. So like, you know, it's, it's not a perfect representation of a company, but we are authentic with what we do. And that was kind of one of those moments where I realized that we're building something different when people are willing to move to come work with us. And, you know, it's a cool, cool thing, but very, also a lot of weight. Yep. For sure. Well, I need to get moving on here. Um, I'll be, It'll be interesting to catch up next week and, and see how things are going after after another week of of, of working on the new products and stuff and, and continuing to 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 push what we pushed last week. So um like I said we're we're, we're launching our Beskar EDC tray and Neomegs tomorrow, which um historically this is this has been one of our bigger launches, our our biggest custom custom launch. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, if you nice. want to see, if you want to see that, if you want to see more about what we do here at Neomag, you can go to the Neomag dot uh, <laughs> com. And where can I see your stuff, Jerry? Oh, you can't. We don't use the internet uh, here. That's <laughs> and if you go to tatargets.com, dot com, you will never see steel target systems or cool content ever. It wouldn't be tatargets.com, dot com, um, but it is tatargets.com. dot com. And if you like Instagrams and TikToks, plurals like that. You just do TA targets. It's like the letter T, the letter A, the word you targets. See, you want to see videos of, of Jared twerking, you can go to the TA targets. You know what's funny? That would not get the community guidelines violation. Guaranteed. They would they would be okay with it. Yeah. And you oh, know what? Fine. It probably would land on the For You page and get 500,000 views. It would make us go viral. You know, Sounds like you should do it. Whatever so. it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Sacrifice, Jared. Sacrifice. (laughs) Sacrifice your dignity for the cause. Yeah. All right, guys. We will catch you in the next one. See ya.